You are now tuned in to the December 26th podcast, where we encourage you to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Hey, 26er fam, welcome to another episode of the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha. Thank you so much for joining. If you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, share, and subscribe. For those who have already taken those steps, thank you so much. You have my utmost gratitude. I am pretty excited. I've been taking some time to assess where we've been with this podcast and where we're trying to go, and I'm really happy about the progress. But in that assessment, I was really inspired to do today's episode, and we're going to jump right into it. So if you've been listening to episodes of this podcast and actually implementing some of the steps that I've talked about, then you should already have goals. And I feel like it's time for a little check-in, time for a little self-tune-up. Personally, I can't believe we're in March already. I feel like we just celebrated New Year's. We all know the time goes quickly. And before we know it, Q2 is going to be over and the year is going to be halfway done. And I don't believe in waiting until summer or the end of a year to try to do a status update against your goals and figure out where you are in the process. Because at that point, if you're not on the right track, you often feel too defeated or overwhelmed to do anything about it. So I want you to do it now. Go ahead and have a little status meeting with yourself and figure out where you stand. There is a reason they sent home progress reports in school. Teachers were trying to save you from yourself and from your parents before it was too late. And that's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help you get out of the rut before you're actually fully in it. We are still very early in the year. And if you're not on the right track, there's a lot you can do to get on the right track. So let's take the time. So today we're going to talk about six goal-oriented questions you should be asking yourself before the first quarter of the year is over. Question number one, have I made progress? I know that is very direct and very straightforward, but sometimes the most obvious questions are the ones that we refuse to ask because we don't want to face the music. So, you know, you know whether you have actually been moving forward with whatever it is you're working towards. You got to be honest with yourself. That's the first step. So if the answer is yes, awesome. Take a moment to congratulate yourself because you are on your way to being in the 8%. Yes, that is right. Only 8% of people actually achieve their goals. It's a sad statistic, but it is true. And basically, the percentage is the same for the number of people who actually keep their resolutions for the year. Now, if you've heard previous episodes, you know I'm not a huge fan of the word resolutions, but whatever you call it, whatever goals you've set for the year, whatever plans you've made for the next 12 months, basically 8% of people actually stick with that at this point. When we get into the end of Q1, that's really when most folks start falling off. So if you feel like you've made considerable progress so far, you are well on your way. You deserve to celebrate that. I still want you to ask the rest of the questions in the episode, but take a moment for celebration. Take a moment to pat yourself on the back. You deserve it. Now, if you are in the 92%, if the answer to the question, have I made progress is no or not as much as I would have liked, not to worry, it's still early. I would suggest that you go back and listen to some prior episodes of this podcast to help you. But if you don't want to do that, stick with me in this episode because... There's a particular step that I want you to take um, that we'll talk about at the end to help you get back on the right track or get on the right track for the first time. Even if you started all wrong from January and February, it's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there together. Okay. 
So question number two, am I in love with the idea of something or am I in love with the process? Now, I wish I could take credit for this one, but I actually stole it from an Inc. magazine article, but I loved it so much that I wanted to incorporate it into this episode. And I actually filter all of my goals through this question, especially on goals where I feel like I'm missing the mark. And the reason that I do this is the cold, hard truth is if you cannot say, no, it's not just the idea of this thing, I am in love with the entire process, then you really might want to reevaluate what's driving you. Because if it's just the outcome, you will not get very far. A lot of times we want the end game, right? It's just human nature. We want to be significant. We want to leave our mark in the world. We want to do amazing things, but we're really not focused or we don't have the interest in the work that it takes to get there. And that's where we falter. I will use myself as an example. I've tried my hand at a number of different things. I have a lot of different interests. I've put quite a few different goals on the board. But out of all the things that I have tried my hand at, I've only loved being in the process a handful of times. And I got to the point where I had to strip everything else away and really focus on those things because I knew I could be dedicated to them. And everything else was just sort of diverting my attention and causing me frustration because I wasn't enjoying it at any step of the process. So like take this podcast for an example. While I don't necessarily enjoy every aspect of it, there's so much of it that I'm in love with that it's actually a pull for me to do it. Uh, The legendary Reggie Osei, he always said that a lot of the things that he did in his life felt like a push, but the Combat Jack show was always a pull. It was something that he was always drawn to. Look for that. Look to those things that have you feeling like, you know what, this is not necessarily easy, But I love this. I love being in the trenches. I love trying to make it happen. And no matter what, I am pulled. I am drawn to this one thing. Focus on those goals. If you are not feeling the love, you might want to consider trimming the fat on that thing. Okay, go ahead. Let it go. Don't beat yourself up about what progress you didn't make. That just may not be the thing for you. It may be the one thing with an end result that you were a bit obsessed with. But if the process, if you're not feeling the love in the process, it might be time to reevaluate and go ahead and just strike it from your list altogether. Okay, question number three. Is it time to cut my losses? And this kind of goes along with question number two. Maybe you've been in a situation where you thought you were loving something, you were firing on all cylinders, it was working out great, and then it's not anymore. Or you thought you wanted something and you've changed your mind. I've been in this scenario more than once. I've had to cut my losses a couple of times. And it used to get to me, but now it doesn't because I realize most 26ers go through this. You're gonna have to pivot at some point or another. It's just part of the process of figuring out what, you've been put on this earth to do. I also love Famous Figure Friday for this reason because it provides real life examples of this. If you follow us on social media, if you follow December 26er, that's 26ER, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Every Friday, we feature a public figure who's gone through some level of adversity and they provide great examples of starting one thing and it doesn't work out, then having to move on to something else and that doesn't work and then trying a third thing until you finally hit your stride. It happens to the best and the brightest of us. And if this is something you're feeling you need to do, it's better to do it earlier in the year. Now, you may be saying, well, how do I know whether it's time to cut my losses? There are a couple of indicators which will help you make that decision. First, if what you're working on is never fun, if no aspect of it is fun for you, it might be time to go ahead and cut it. Now, listen, there are some parts of this process with this podcast. You just heard me talk about how much I love it. But there's some parts of the process that are not fun for me. The time that I recorded a whole episode and the editor went to mix it down and somehow half the episode went mute and we couldn't get it back. 
that wasn't fun at all, okay? But there are other things about this that outweigh the bad and the bumps in the road. I have fun putting these recordings together. I really enjoy releasing episodes each week. I enjoy reading your feedback. I love when the ideas are flowing and you should have a similar narrative. Frankly, life is hard enough. And if you can't find at least some modicum of joy in the process of goal attainment, yeah, it might be time to reevaluate and cut some things. Okay, let's set the fun dialogue aside for a second. There's another way, an alternative way to know whether it's time to cut your losses. And that is if you are pushing yourself as hard as you possibly can and you're not seeing any results. Here's what I know to be true. If you are really giving it your all and you are in the lane that you're supposed to be in, you will see some kind of progress, even if it's small. If that's not happening, it might be time to pull the trigger on something else. But a disclaimer, you have to be careful here because we all can be a little bit melodramatic at times. So before you throw in the towel, I want you to do a little bit of a gut check. If you find yourself in that moment where you're saying, I'm doing everything I know how to do. I'm doing everything I can and nothing is happening. Stop, take a breath, then ask yourself, but are you really though? Because our brains have a way of exaggerating our own efforts. So you may think you're giving it 110, but you're really just giving it 72.5. You can't throw in the towel and cut your losses until you've exhausted every avenue, until you've swung for the fences, you've gone for the gold without real results. Until that has happened, don't lie to yourself and say, I'm giving it all I've got and I'm not getting anything in return. That's a sob story and that's you positioning yourself as a victim. Sorry, I hate to say it, it's true. I've done it too. Make sure though, you've really done your part before you go saying that nothing is really happening and you're not making any progress. Okay, on to question. Question number four that you should be asking in this little Q1 check-in. Have I been really excited about anything this year? Now, this one's really important because excitement fuels dreams. And without it, life can feel pretty boring and stagnant. So if your answer is yes, you have been excited about something in these first couple of months of the year, that is a great marker for progress. Even if what you were excited about didn't quite work out in the way that you thought that it would, it's still a great thing. I'm going to tell you why. It proves that you still operate from a place of belief and optimism. And you have to have the belief and expectancy first, even if it takes a while for the actual manifestation of that belief to occur. This is the foundation of dream manifestation. And you're in a really good place if you've had some excitement going already this year. Now, if you're on the other end of the spectrum and you haven't been excited about anything, that's fine, too. I know a lot of people who've been in that predicament as well, but you need to be examining why. Maybe you've suffered a number of setbacks or maybe nothing has happened for you to be excited about. But there are a few tips that you can use to change that. The first thing you might want to do is change your scene. Get out there and travel. You may not be able to leave the country. You may not even be able to leave the state, but just get out of your immediate environment. Go stay with a friend for a weekend or just book a room at a hotel and the next town over. Doesn't even matter. But this serves an important purpose. Often when you're just in your own home, you're surrounded by responsibility, mail, laundry, dishes, grocery shopping, etc. It can remind you of all the things that are mundane and monotonous about your life. But just by virtue of getting out of your immediate everyday surroundings, often you clear your head to be able to think about what it is that you want to accomplish or just think about something new and fresh. I am a huge proponent of traveling and every time I do it, I come back feeling like, wow, I can see things from a different perspective because I've broken up my normal routine, even if it's just for three or four days or even two days. Just do what you can to get out of your normal environment for a bit. Okay, something else you can do. 
Do one thing that allows you to feel more in control. I don't care if it's meal prep for the week or working out or just creating an hour by hour or 30 minute by 30 minute schedule for the day and sticking with it. Do this because often with the lack of excitement comes this idea that life is happening to you and you have no say. But if you can take definitive action in areas of your life that are within your control, that can lead to you feeling more empowered. And feeling empowered leads to seeing possibilities and seeing possibilities leads to taking courageous steps and courageous steps will eventually lead you to outcomes that you can get excited about. I promise you it is all connected. If you can take the minor steps to feel more in control, eventually you will find that excitement in your life again. Or for the first time, if you've never felt genuine excitement, I want 2018 to be the year that you do. Okay, question number five. This one's going to be quick because it pretty much speaks for itself. You have to ask, how did I spend my time? If you have no idea how you spent your time in January and February, you are already off the rails. You have to know where your time is going. That is one thing I pride myself on. I can tell you where I allocate my time every day, be it work, social obligations, downtime, passion projects, doesn't matter. I know where my time goes. I know I've said this in a previous episode and I'm going to reiterate it here. Allocating time is a lot like budgeting money. If you don't actually plan for it, it'll all go out the window and you'll have no idea how you spent it. In order to have the highest level of efficiency and productivity, you got to know where you're spending your time every day. It's easy to say, oh, I'm just going to sit here for a minute and a minute turns into an hour and turns into two hours. Plot your days, schedule it all. I'm telling you, you will get more done. You'll make more progress. You'll move a lot more quickly towards your goals if you do this. Okay, that's all I've really got on time. It's a crucial part of the equation. Time management is pretty black and white. You have to master it. There's really no way around it. Moving right along. Final question, question number six. How can I course correct today? If you haven't been on the right track this year, I really don't want you to spend time beating yourself up about it. Not worth it. Here's the time to make a different choice. And I've had to do this myself recently, even with all of the tips that I'm providing to my fellow 26ers and all this talk about being extraordinary. I have my moments too. And there was this simple task that I need to do on a consistent basis. And I just was not focused on it. Frankly, I forgot. And even though the task itself is simple, not doing it had some significant implications. And I was all in my story about how I'm overwhelmed. There's so much on my plate. I'm just on mental overload. It's my fault because I didn't write it down, but it's hard to juggle everything. Thankfully, I was talking to a fellow 26er who took that moment to say, okay, understood, but this has to get resolved. So what decision are you going to make to ensure that this does not happen again? So that put me in action mode. I was able to course correct. And that's something that I want to encourage you to do. Take a moment. I can't tell you what the step should be, but I want you to take a moment to figure out what that step is that'll help to set you on a different path. Don't get into this whole guilt trip thing. Instead, spend the time thinking about concrete action that you can take to have a different outcome when we do another check-in at the end of Q2. So I'm going to end this episode early. I want to give you a few minutes back to actually sit with these six questions, particularly the last one, and give yourself some time to really 
think about how you're going to finish Q1 strong and enter Q2 at the top of your game. We are still early in the year. There is still time to do what you need to do to make sure that you are successful in 2018 and you feel accomplished at the end of the year. You got this. I am convinced that you do. Take the time, do the work, and all will be well. Until we meet again, please do not forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And remember to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha. This episode was produced by Demarcus Adisa and music was provided by Thoval. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at December 26th. That's December 26ER. 26